all things New Orleans Saints. This is Who Dat Discussion. Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Who dat? Say they gon' be them Powered by Overtime Media. What is up, Who Dat Nation? Welcome into our Victory Monday edition here at the Who Dat Discussion. As always, I am your host, Andrew Galata. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew Galata. Then also, you could follow the podcast on Twitter at the Hoodat Dis. And the Saints really have the best game of the season, for sure. Best game in a long time, for sure. They go into Tampa Bay and win 38-3. to And everyone was wrong about this game. I mean, I was wrong. I thought it was going to be an extremely close game. Go either way. I ended up picking the Bucks and... Oh, I was really wrong as the Saints get the 35-point win. This is the second-worst loss of Tom Brady's career as this was the Saints' statement win that we are Super Bowl contenders. And they showed to the entire nation tonight, the entire NFL, all of football, that they are here to stay and they're going to be a tough out here come January because this win, I mean... It was, from wire to wire, just an amazing game. Every single group played basically the best that they could. That includes the coaching. That includes the secondary coming into this game with all the weapons that the Bucks had. And the Saints come away from this game only giving up three points. They disrupt Brady in all facets of the game. The Buccaneers only had eight rushing yards. <laughs> I mean, eight rushing yards. I mean, that's just insane. The Saints dominated Every single point of this game, it just shows you that they are better than the Bucks. And everyone that was saying, oh, the Bucks are going to win the South, Bucks are going to, you know, beat the Saints, and they're going to go farther than the Saints in January, they're wrong. And the Saints showed that the South is still theirs, and really, right now, no team is going to come and take it. And that includes Tom Brady and the Bucks, because this Bucks team is playing really good. And the Saints came up in here and won by 35 points. And there was a ton of naysayers coming into this game. So many people saying the Saints wouldn't win and they would lose this game. I mean, you had Colin Coward saying it wouldn't be close in the Bucks' favor, and it just was completely the opposite. And I think we're just going to jump right into these notes because, look, the Saints dominated every single facet of this game, and we're going to just break it down. Shout out Drew Brees in this game. He played outstanding. He was spreading it to a ton of different receivers. He gave it to 11 receivers. Then Jameis Winston hit a 12th in this game. And that actually tied an NFL record to how many times the Saints were able to give it to different receivers. That's just, to me, insane. And it just shows you how well-oiled this offense was. And they can win in so many different ways. They have a ton of weapons. They have great running game. They have a great receiving game. They're going to be a really tough out on this offense. And when you flip it over to the defense, you got to shout out that secondary. You got to shout out Marshawn Lattimore, who shut down Mike Evans once again. Whenever Lattimore goes up against Evans, he's the alpha dog. He's the best player on the field, and he continues to show that. So obviously, that's really big. Malcolm Jenkins had his best game as a Saint since he was last on the team in his first stint. I thought he played outstanding in this one. Definitely his best game of 2020. And the same could be said about Marcus Williams. Finally reading the field correctly, reading the coverages correctly, making interceptions, being there. Like when Brady tried the deep balls, he was always there with help over the top. Really nice job by Marcus Williams. I thought he played outstanding as well. And overall, I think the secondary was helped also by 
the Saints defensive line getting to Brady consistently. It was just, it seems like every other play there was big pressure. And that's obviously great up front as it seems like this Saints defense finally came alive. They finally played to how they were supposed to. And that's something that to me is just really, really big when looking at this team. And, you know, when going forward, if, if this Saints defense can play to its potential, I don't think there's stopping them. And that's really what it comes down to now. We've seen that the Saints have not always played to their potential, but they did today. And this is the outcome against one of the best offenses in the NFL, the best offense a lot of people would say in the NFL. And look what the Saints did. It was just utter domination. And we're going to move over to our notes here. And we're going to go into our team stats as we always do in our notes segment here. And the team stats were dominated by the Saints. The Saints had 420 total yards of offense. Tampa Bay, 194. You go into time of possession. The Saints had 40 minutes and 4 seconds of time of possession. The Bucks, 19 minutes and 56 seconds. The Saints doubled them. That's how good they were in this game. The Saints had 27 first downs. The Bucks only had 13. The Saints were 5 of 7 in the red zone. The Bucks were 0 for 1, which was a huge stand by the Saints. Like, all this stuff is just really huge. The Saints did have two turnovers, excuse me, there, but the Bucks had three. And the Saints were able to get those picks off Brady, which I think really helped this defense and their confidence. And, look, it was a great game all around, and... You could just see that by the team stats. So you even look at penalties, and the Saints have been hurt by penalties all season, and they had less penalties and less penalty yardage given up. That just shows you how good this Saints team was today, and that's something that's really going to be huge going forward. I mean, you can dominate this team, and now obviously the Saints aren't going to dominate every team like they did today or yesterday against the Bucks, but that confidence that you can do it, and the ways that they've been winning very, very close games, and now you're dominating a playoff team, a really good team with the Bucks. People were saying they were the Super Bowl favorites. I mean, I was watching the 4 o'clock games, and they were saying that Tom Brady was an MVP candidate. He didn't look like an MVP candidate, and a lot of that had to do with how good the Saints defended him. And that's something that, to me, was just really, really big. I mean, you look at the third down percentage, and the Saints were great on offense, and they were great on defense. They were 9-14 of on offense. The Bucks were 1 of 9, and they were 0 for 3 on 4th down as well. That's just something that's really big. The Saints ran 73 plays. The Bucks only ran 46 plays. It was just utter domination. And when you look at these notes, obviously the Saints sweeping the 35-point lead, the second-to-worst loss in Brady's career, the first time an opposing quarterback has swept Brady and beat Brady twice in a season. Like, this is outstanding. And Drew Brees, again, he played outstanding in this one, and Overall, I'm just really, really happy to what the Saints were able to do in this one. And look, when you look at these team stats, when you look at our notes, it's all just a lopsided victory here for the Saints. And that's what it was. There was no covering anything up. There was no like, oh, this is why they won with like a few statistics. No, the Saints won in every single area. And that's how you get 35-point wins against playoff teams. And again, that's something that to me is just huge. And this Saints team, no one expected them to go and blow out a team. And like at a certain point... Like I was telling people, this team just isn't conducive to blowing other teams out. Like they're not going to do it a lot. It's just the way they play. They like to read teams out. They're a very big second half team. And they were able to blow out what a lot of people thought is a Super Bowl contender at Tampa Bay. Like, again, that's just really, really big here in this one. And I'm really proud of the Saints team. I'm extremely proud of the way they played. And today is probably the, the best day to be a Saints fan since they won a playoff game against the Eagles. 
I mean, that's really what it was. I mean, this Saints team right now, obviously you don't want to peek at this game, but this just showed that the Saints are back. The Saints are Super Bowl contenders to everybody. And again, they are going to have a shot to go deep into January and even into February. That's how good this team is right now. And they showed it. Their defense can play up to their caliber. This team is going to be a really tough out. Moving over to our intriguing matchups here. And we're going to start off with our first one. It was the Saints secondary versus the Tampa Bay wide receivers. And oh, do I want to talk about this because the Saints secondary played lockdown. This is what was advertised going into the season and the preseason. This is what was advertised. And really, all these matchups, we talked about them in the pregame, the Lattimore-Evans, you had Godwin versus Jenkins, you had Antonio Brown there in the slot, and then also on the outside as well. And the Saints were basically able to win every single one. And that's something that's really huge. And when you're able to win those matchups with your cornerbacks, and then also the safeties played outstanding, it was their best game, as I said before, I mean, this was the overall just great game from these guys against some really great talent on the other side. Like, that skill position group for the Bucks, I think, is maybe the best in football. And the Saints were able to really do a nice job of that. Malcolm Jenkins playing his best game as the Saints really big. Lattimore just always showing up as that cornerback one when he plays Mike Evans. Now you're just hoping he can do that consistently. He's always very, very motivated when he plays against Evans. Now let's see if he's motivated going forward. That's something that I think is going to be very interesting going forward. Janoris Jenkins had a good game as well. So, I mean, overall, I feel like this Saints secondary against a really tough Bucks, D, uh, Bucks offense excuse me, and Bucks skill position group, they played basically as good as they could. And when everything goes forward for this team, they are going to be really, really good. And that's something that's again, you just see like everything. I didn't know if everything was going to come for this the secondary and the safeties and everyone. It's just maybe they weren't going to get to their potential, but they did tonight. They got to their potential, and they played outstanding. And against a Hall of Fame QB, probably the best QB of all time, and you're going up against all these weapons with Chris Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown, Rob Gronkowski, and they were all just non-factors in this game. I mean, when your leading receiver for the Bucks in terms of catches is Leonard Fournette, that just shows you everything you need to show. Great game by the Saints secondary, and it was their first complete game of the season, and that's something that, to me, is really big. I mean, maybe you want to talk about that first game of the season against the Bucks, but that overall just seems a little sloppy. The Saints did come out with the double-digit win, but everything didn't just click. Everything today clicked. Great game for the Saints, and the secondary showed us a lot that they have the potential to lock down any receiving group. They can do any, because this is the best one. So if you can beat the best one, you can beat every single one. So that's going to be something that's really interesting. And when you look at the other NFC teams, I'm not really scared of any other receiving group compared to this Bucks one. I think the Bucks are the best in the NFC, and the Saints locked them down. So that's something that's obviously huge here. And that's definitely something to look forward. Because if you can beat the best, you have the potential to beat everybody. And that's something that's, to me, very, very big going in with the secondary, moving over to our second intriguing matchup. And that was the flip. That was the Saints wide receivers versus the Tampa Bay secondary, which was, to me, definitely their weak link. And you just saw Sean Payton's play calling was to attack these guys. It was to attack Murphy Bunting. It was to attack Dean. It was to attack Carlton Davis. And the Saints had a lot of success against it. And I thought this was really interesting because in the first game, they played a ton of man. And they were actually pretty successful. The Bucks were playing man against the Saints. who had Carlson Davis. He did a good job on Michael Thomas. And now they played zone in this one, and they got picked apart. So I don't understand why they played a ton of zone. But they do, and the Saints 
spread it around, do what they do best. I mean, Breeze was able to pick apart the zones as he's always able to do. And to me, I just thought that was really interesting why the Bucks would play that type of defense, especially against the Saints offense that just has a ton of weapons. Like, they're going to beat you in zone. You have Michael Thomas, who had five catches, 51 yards. Obviously not a huge game from him, but when you're spreading it out to 12 different receivers, no one's going to have this huge game, but everyone's going to have, like, a part in it. Everyone's going to have a piece in the pie, and that's what happened. You had Deontay Harris, who had 40 yards on one catch, but it was still 40 yards. Adam Troutman had his best game as a rookie here this season. Three catches, 39 yards, and his first NFL touchdown. Congratulations to him. You have Emmanuel Sanders, four catches, 48 yards, and a touchdown. That's also really big from there as well. So, again, when you're looking down the list, even Jared Cook, I know he had the fumble. He still had 30 yards. Taysom Hill had the big 21-yard catch. That was big. Traquan Smith had a touchdown. Josh Hill had a touchdown. Marquez Callaway had a few catches. I mean, overall... This Saints wide receiving group was outstanding. And we didn't even talk about Alvin Kamara, who also had five catches. Like, that, to me, is just huge when looking at it. And, again, when you can rely on so many different receivers here, and when I go down that list, all those players are basically reliable for the Saints. And that's something that, again, it's very, very head-scratching to defenses. Now, who are we going to stop? And this is really without even talking about Alvin Kamara, who, again, has looked like the offensive player of the year, but didn't have that big of a game. And that just shows you how good this wide receiving group played. It shows you how good Drew Brees played. And it just shows that head-scratching decision by the Bucs to play zone instead of man when they had all that success against man early. Were they trying to, like, uh, confuse Drew Brees? Like, that was not going to work. So I don't know what they were thinking there. But uh, that was, to me, very interesting when looking at this matchup and then moving over to our final intriguing matchup slash storyline here and this one was all about Alvin Kamara and the Saints running backs versus that great Tampa Bay run defense and I thought overall as a group the Saints did a good job they had 37 carries 138 yards and a touchdown and that's something that is pretty good now 3.7 yards a carry isn't great but I feel like when they needed to run the ball they did it with some success and it wasn't always with Alvin Kamara and he had I think a fine game he didn't get that many touches he did have a touchdown in this one so that was obviously really good nine carries 40 yards nothing outstanding for him but I feel like when you just look at what the Saints were able to do they were able to get the ball into a lot of different ball carriers which is fine by me and if you're able to have some success by it that's great I mean you have Taysom Hill who has seven carries 50 54 yards excuse me and he played just an outstanding game and you got to give him a shout out because this was his best game all season coming off of his like best game you know, prior to this game. So he's had two great games in a row. He ran the ball great. He was able to catch the ball. He was able to throw the ball in this game. And Hill played outstanding in this one. So you can even give him a game ball. I think that's how good he was in this one. But then moving over to the other running backs, you had Latavius Murray, who had 10 catches, 39, or 10 carries, excuse me, 39 yards. I think he played fine. Dwayne Washington had a few carries at the end of the game as well, and he even outrushed the Bucks. so I guess not that bad of a game. I remember uh, someone saying that um, when I was watching all of the post-game you know, videos and then the uh, post-game podcast as well from all of our great podcasters that covered the Saints. And when you even look at what the Saints were able to do, even Dwayne Washington was able to outrush the Bucks. I mean, this is how much of a great game this was, and... Look, even though I think the Bucs are very, very stout, they still have a great front seven, and they showed it in this game. Again, when the Saints were able to pass the ball at will, basically, and then run it in different ways to disguise certain you know, things you're trying to do, that's obviously really big. When you're able to run it differently, like with a Taysom Hill or with an Alvin Kamara when he does his cutbacks, like 
again, you don't see that every day. So when you're able to throw that, even at the best defenses, they're going to fail and you're going to have some success on offense. So that's obviously some really, really big stuff there. And then when you're looking at these intriguing matchups, everything went in the Saints' favor big time. And that's what you really have to see in this one. And the Saints, anywhere you look, any matchup, any player-by-player, really, or group-by-group, the Saints had the edge in a big way. And that is obviously really big there. So before we get into our group-by-group recap, we are going to take a quick break. You are listening to the Who Dat Discussion podcast. Late fall college ball, the NBA bubble, and UFC Fight Island. It's clear 2020 has been a year unlike any other, which is why you need a sportsbook with offers unlike any other. Get some skin in the game with my bookie, where odds boosts, lightning deals, and free bets await all season long. And with Turkey Day right around the corner, there's really no better time to feast on some NFL action. Whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing with MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also have a fully-fledged casino platform, giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is, at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code OVERTIME to get your deposit matched halfway all the way up to a thousand bucks. The terms are simple. You put in $200, they'll match you with another $100 in your account. If you were already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my bookie, so come join in on the fun and win some cash while you're at it. Welcome back into the Hoodat discussion. And now we're going to get into our group-by-group recap of the Saints' 38-3 win over the Bucks. Oh, do I love saying that. Huge win for the Saints. They were outstanding in this game, and you're going to see in these grades, it's going to be a lot of A's and A-pluses. And this was, I think, the most complete game that the Saints played, maybe in the whole Drew Brees-Champagne era. And I know that I'm probably saying that recency bias, obviously, but bring me another game where every single group played this good, against this good of a team because I mean the Saints have had a lot of blowouts but it's usually against bad teams this game is against a playoff team and a lot of people were calling them Super Bowl contenders so that's how good the Saints were here in this one and we're just going to jump right into it going with Drew Brees and you got to give Brees an A plus he played an outstanding game here and when a lot of people are talking about he's the one with the noodle arm he's the one that's showing his age it seems like Brady's the one everyone's saying how Brady's so great he's the MVP candidate no 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 Brees is still the guy And he, to me, is better than Tom Brady right now. No questions. And you you look at this stat line. Breeze was 26 of 32, 222, four TDs, no interceptions. He played outstanding. You look at Tom Brady. He was 22 of 38, 209, three interceptions, zero touchdowns, a passer rating of 40.4. That was, I think, his third lowest in his career. It's, It's definitely bottom five. That's how good that Breeze played compared to Brady tonight. And it shows you that Breeze is on top in this division. 
And if you're going to unseat him, the only reason that's going to happen is if he retires. And that's it. And that's, I think, showed in this game. And look, I feel like, I think a lot of people were surprised by this. Even I was surprised by this. It just showed that Drew Brees was king. And I don't know if everyone thought about that. I don't even know if I thought that. And Drew Brees is still on top. And he showed why he's so good. The precision is there. The great completion percentage is there. I mean, the accuracy is there just on every throw. It's not like he's missing throws and these wide receivers are making great catches. Like, the offense was humming, and his stat line shows that. So, obviously, great game from Breeze. Give him an A+. He played outstanding. Moving over to the same skill position players, I'm going to give him an A+, too. I thought they played outstanding, and it wasn't just because of some individual performances. It was really everybody. Everybody had a piece of the pie. Everybody was getting the touches. Everyone was getting the touchdowns. Everyone was getting the receptions. Everyone was getting the carries when you're running the ball. It was all just perfect here for the Saints. And you got contributions from everybody, from guys that didn't really give you a lot of contributions up to this point, but had a big game here. Adam Troutman, you can argue Taysom Hill as well. And really right now, that's how good this Saints team was playing and the Saints skill position was playing. They were flat out A+. plus. I really can't think of any bad moments you want to take take the Jared uh, Cook fumble, excuse me, there. Maybe that's why you want to nick him down a little bit, maybe to an A instead of an A+. plus. But really, besides that, they were all 100% great. And it just shows you when everyone's healthy, when everyone's humming and on the right page, this Saints team's a Super Bowl contender. And again, that showed it tonight, uh, yesterday, I really should say. So great stuff there for the Saints and the skill position group. Moving over to the O-line, they had a really tough assignment this week. This Bucks front seven has been outstanding all season. And they and again, the Saints offensive line did great tonight. And I feel like you want to give them an A, A minus. They did have the sack fumble on Breeze. But really besides that, they played outstanding. So maybe an A minus A right around that range. They played amazing and they really were the ticket to this game. And look, when you have time to throw, Breeze had a ton of time to throw in this game. And they were able to pick him apart. And that was all because of this offensive line. That one play, I just want, like, if you take out that one play, it's a perfect game from the O-line. But we got to take that into account. So maybe A minus A right along that range. To me, they still played outstanding. Flipping it over to the defense with the defensive line, give them an A+. plus. They played outstanding. They were able to get to Brady a ton. They only had three sacks, but they were able to get the QB hits. They were able to really do everything. They had nine QB hits. I mean, when looking at that, when you have nine QB hits, that's just outstanding. The Saints had just a great game overall. You're looking at 30 pressures from everybody, 30 pressures from the Saints team, and a lot of that came up front. That is just huge. You're looking at guys like David Onyemata. I think he had one of his best games as, as a Saint today. Eight pressures. He was really playing good. Trey Hendrickson had seven pressures. He also had two sacks. He looked outstanding there. Cameron Jordan was also kind of playing that table setter, that point guard when trying to get to the quarterback. He played outstanding to me as well. He had three pressures, but he also had like a lot of near sacks, a lot like when Trey Hendrickson got the sack, but Jordan was right there. So he played an outstanding game to me. And look, I think he's getting better and better each week as well. And that's something that's really big. And Trey Hendrickson, seven and a half sacks. That's third in the NFL right now. The T-Rex is Eden. He's playing outstanding in this game. And you got to give a shout-out to Marcus Davenport because when he's healthy, man, this defensive line is a different animal. And, again, he showed it. He was, again, didn't get a sack, but it felt like he should have because that's how good he was playing. And he's a guy that 
again, he's an outstanding player when he's healthy. The athleticism, and now he's starting to get those polished pass rush moves as well. It really is so nice to see him healthy and back, and he looks like a top 15 player in a draft class. And isn't that amazing? And I think that's something that's really big when looking at this Saints defense. If they can get Davenport on the right page, and I, and I think they're doing it, and I think it's working. If they can get Hendrickson, Jordan, they all did it today, but, I mean, doing it consistently. If you can do that consistently, this defense is going to be good. We were talking about in training camp how good this defense can be, and then it just completely missed the mark in the first seven games. But then you go into this game, and they look amazing. They look like they were in training camp. They look outstanding. And that's something that you obviously want to see more of going forward. And I feel like this defensive line especially was getting better each week. And this was kind of the climax of it. And hopefully that they can continue this and their plateau is also near their climax. And I think that's going to be very interesting to see. But they were working towards this. And I think a game like this was just going to happen eventually. Again, happening in this game, it just shows you how good I think this team is and their potential as, as I'm going to say it over and over, Super Bowl contenders. And when your defense is playing like this, they are Super Bowl contenders. So, again, great game by the defensive line. Moving over to the linebackers, I thought they played great. I'm going to give them an A. You may want to call it an A- minus because they didn't have a huge impact. But I thought Demario Davis played outstanding in this game. Give him an A++. I think he was great. You know what? Give him an A. I don't want to say anything about an A-. That's how good they did because Demario Davis was amazing out there. Many impact plays in both blitzing and then also covering. Alex Anzalone, they are using them less, and they're using more dime packages where DJ Swearinger comes in, and I don't think that's actually a bad thing to do. I actually really like DJ Swearinger. I think he's a guy that sees the field very well, really nice veteran, and he's also going to help get people in the right place. So, again, I feel like he's a guy that is definitely going to help when he's on the field, and I'm surprised that the Saints haven't tried him on the field more. They did in this game, and it was really successful. But at the detriment of that, it was Alex Anzalone. But I think overall, when he was in there, Anzalone did play well. And he's going to have to continue to play well if, you know, he wants to keep his job with Kawan Alexander coming into town. And I think that's also going to help the Saints. Because if Kawan could come in here and be really good at covering tight ends, covering running backs, doing all that kind of small stuff and that maybe you won't see on the stat sheet or like, like you know, the basic stat sheet, while then DeMario Davis can blitz more and he can make some more impact plays in the backfield, that's going to really help the Saints. And if Kwan's coming in healthy and playing his best football, he is better than Alex Anzalone right now, and I feel like that is going to help the Saints to take them to the next level. So I think that's obviously very big from these linebackers, but overall, I think they did do well in this game, and DeMario Davis, you know, he's a great player, and he's showing it game in, game out, and I'm happy that the Saints re-signed him and continued to play well. Moving over to our final defensive group here, and that's going to be the secondary. And we talked about it a lot earlier, but A++ for them. Their best game all season when you have Lattimore playing his best football, Janoris playing good football, you have Marcus Williams having his best game of the year, Malcolm Jenkins having his best game of the year. I think overall that's just really big. And if these guys can really get themselves in the right positions, they're going to be very good. And hopefully this defense continues what we saw in this game and they're finally off of the missing assignments, the bonehead mistakes, because if they are, 
This defense and this secondary is going to be very good. They have all the talent in the world. You just got to put it together. And maybe that had something to do with Dennis Allen and the way he coaches defenses and his adjustments week to week. Because he's a big in-game adjuster. But week to week, it takes some time to really get adjustments in place. And I think a good example of that was last night they were talking about it on the broadcast with Malcolm Jenkins, and they were talking about how the Eagles used Malcolm Jenkins a lot differently than the Saints were using him early in the season, and Dennis Allen actually said that, like, I was wrong about that, like, I should be using him in a different way, and hopefully he changed that, and it seems like he did, and that's why we see Jenkins now being successful, especially in the last two games. He's had two really good games, and we're hoping for him to continue that, and hopefully he turned the corner, and Allen turned the corner in his usage of Jenkins, and hopefully I think that's the case. And when looking at this defense in the secondary, if this was the game that it just all clicks and then we can continue this or continue like a resemblance of this, it's going to be sky's the limit. And that's really, you don't have to put an A++ game every week. But again, if you have the potential to have this A++ game and then every week you put an A- B plus type game and then every, let's say, three weeks you put out this A plus game, This team is going to be very, very good, and they're going to be a lot of good teams, especially in January, and that's something what the Saints are obviously looking to do. So right now, everything's trending up, and that's what you love to see as a Saints fan. And then moving over to special teams and coaching, another A++ great job. The coaching was outstanding. They outcoached Tampa Bay in every facet of this game. And it showed from in-game calls to, you know, the pregame and what they were doing on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and what they were doing during the week. It was all Vance's Saints. And again, you have Bruce Arians, who's a good head coach. And the Saints showed that they're better. Sean Payton showed that he's better. And again, it was just this game that the Saints are still on top. And until the Saints break it all down, they'll still be on top. I don't care if Tom Brady's on the other side. I don't really care who's on the other side. The Saints have this division and look the Saints may not end up winning this division hopefully that's the case and I'm now predicting them to win the division but again this is a statement game to the whole world to the whole football world that the Saints are still kings of the NFC South and they're Super Bowl contenders and they're going to make a deep run into January that's what it showed to me and that's huge and again these are the type of games that define Super Bowl winners just as much as the ones where the 24-23 is really close games. I think both do. And when you can show that you can win in both ways, it's just really big. So hats off to Sean Payton. Hats off to Dennis Allen. They did amazing. And all the other coaches, you know, Aaron Glenn, I think he did a nice job with the secondary, really getting him in place. And with technique, that to me is really, really big. You go over to the offense and what they're trying to do. Overall, everybody, great job by the coaching staff. And the special teams, good job as always. And, you know, looking at what the Saints were able to do, Justin Hardy was out this game, and he's going to be out for a few weeks because he's on injured reserve. And, again, the Saints were still able to be really good on the punt team. Taysom Hill was making tackles. Marquez Calloway was making tackles. It was just amazing out there. And then, as always, Deontay Harris was doing great things in the return game. You had Will Lutz making all his field goals. That's obviously huge. Thomas Morstead, he was only out there, like, once or twice. But, again, he was really good as well. And, overall, this was a great Saints win, and... There's really nothing else you can say. It was probably the best win in the Drew Brees, Sean Payton era. And regular season win, obviously, we're talking about here. It was just, again, this is the type of game that is just huge. It's huge for confidence. It's huge to like, tell the world that we are here still. Because a lot of people are like, oh, the Saints, they're not good anymore. Brees is old. Everyone's washed up. That's not the case. This team is ready to win a Super Bowl. 
and they are still on this run. Their Super Bowl window is open for 2020, and we're going to see how it goes, and let's just ride, and let's turn it loose, and let's see what we can do week to week, because right now, looking at the standings, the Saints are on top of the NFC, and I know we're not going to be talking about you know standings for a while, probably for a few weeks, but I just wanted to say that. You could talk about all the great teams in the NFC, and they're going to talk about Russell Wilson. They're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers. They're going to talk about Tom Brady. But right now, the Saints are on top. And right now, I feel like the Saints also have the most talent of all these teams. Overall, from group to group, the Saints, again, if they're playing at the top of their game in a lot of different areas, there is no way they're being stopped. They have all the talent in the world. They just have to put it all together, and they put it all together in this game. So, Really, really good job by the Saints, and again, amazing win. Now we're going to look to next week. we got the 49ers on tap, and we're going to get into that probably Thursday, Friday, as we normally do. But I think with all that said, it is time to wrap up this Victory Monday episode. If you like what we're doing here at the Houdat Discussion, you should definitely follow us on all of our social media platforms. So that means on Twitter, follow us at the Houdat Dis. On Instagram, you could follow us at Houdat Discussion. And then also, you can listen to the Houdat discussion wherever you get all your other podcasts. So that means iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. We're on all of those sites. So great win. Have a great feel-good week as the Saints are on top and a huge win, 38-3 against their division rivals. I mean, look, this is, these are the types of wins that just builds the confidence of a Super Bowl champion. And again... Hopefully we're going to see the Saints back in Tampa Bay one day in February as that's the that's the place of the Super Bowl too. Just going to put that in your minds. Definitely knock on wood here. But again, great win for the Saints. And again, we'll see what they can do going forward. So thank you guys for listening. Turn it loose. And who dat?